babes, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. This is your hostess with the mostest, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. It is Monday, November 12th. This is the observation day for Veterans Day. So before I get off into my podcast today, I just want to give a huge shout out to all of our veterans, all of our active servicemen men and women, um, all of our past veterans, uh, war veterans, all of our first responders, I want to include you guys in here. You guys have this level of unselfishness that is unheard of for those of us that I would consider normal people. Um, You guys write a blank check up to and including your life for this nation to give us the freedoms it is that we have each and every day. The freedom that I have to be able to have this platform of a podcast, to be able to share my heart and soul with you guys each and every week, to be able to write my book and share my story, to be able to get on Facebook and and give you guys motivation and inspiration, to be able to build a YouTube channel, to go to work every day, to drive a car, to have children, to have grandchildren to sleep as long as I want to sleep, to have food on the table, whatever that looks like, all of those things that I call blessings, to be able to wake up every day and feel safe when I walk out the door. You know what I mean? I like thank you all from the very bottom of my heart for everything it is that you do and everything it is that you've done. Whether you were in the Air Force, in the Army, in the Navy, in the Marines, in the National Guard, you know, what a, whatever that looks like, just, you know, thank you. Thank you. Men, women, past, present, and future. You know what I mean? Like, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. So, uh, if you know a soldier past, past, present, or one that's, that's already signed up and is going to be starting up soon, you know, salute them today, shake their hand, tell them, thank you. Tell them how much you appreciate everything it is that they've done. Okay. So let's get on with today's podcast. So today, what I really want to talk about is what do you want? You know, what do you want in this life? And you, as a life coach and and as a personal trainer and nutrition coach and public speaker and everything, this is a subject that comes up a lot. Like when I ask somebody, if you come to the gym and you sit down in front of me, okay, so what is it that you want? What What is it that you want to accomplish while you're here in the gym? You know, for some reason, the word goal is intimidating to people. And I, I, I guess I kind of understand that because I really didn't understand what goals were not too long ago. You know, I didn't set my first goal until 2010. When I made the decision, I wanted to become a life, uh, not a life coach, a personal trainer. And I wasn't sure what I was doing. I wasn't sure that that was the right thing, but I knew it was better than what I was doing. I knew that the outcome of me being a personal trainer was way better than the outcome I was facing at that moment. Because I was still coming out of my depression. I wasn't safe yet. I didn't feel safe, not mentally or emotionally. So... Setting a goal was really, I I wasn't taught about goals in school. I never, like I graduated in 1985. Nobody taught us about goals. They didn't teach us how to set goals. They didn't teach us how to plan. They didn't teach us nothing about business. They didn't teach us 
you know, anything about how to save money, invest money, none of that. And my mom didn't definitely didn't teach us any of that. Like her whole goal in life was, you know, like this was my mom's plan for life and she succeeded. I will give her that. You work as hard as you can work. You make sure that you pay your bills on time when you can. You make sure that your kids have food on the table and they have clothes on their back and shoes on their feet. You make sure they make it to school every day and they get home. And then when you turn 65 or when you retire or whatever, you live off Social Security till you die. That was it. That was her plan for life. And she succeeded in that. And she had no savings. She had no retirement. Um, she was living off of a Social Security check, which paid her rent and her food. And she was eating ramen noodles for her meals for the last week and a half of the month. She'd eat one pack of ramen noodles and make it last all day. I found that out the week before she died. And that broke my heart. And I myself wasn't in a financial position to help her or make that any better for her. But that was a realization to me, a huge realization. And not that I hadn't had it before, but it was, it was really another kind of like, hello, McFly, back in me, you know, popping me on the back of the head. That if you want something different, Tammy, you have to do something different. You have to figure this out. You have to learn how to be better with your money. You have to learn how to save money. You have to learn how to invest money. You have to learn how to have a better life, have a retirement, you know, figure out what it is that you want. So when I became a personal trainer, March 8th of 2000, March 8th of 2012, that was a huge win for me. I walked away from that whole dark life of dancing and um, drugs and alcohol and, and the whole night. I was just like, I'm out. Slammed that door behind it. Never looked back. Never went back into that, that arena. Never even thought about it. You know, there were, there were times when uh, money was tight as a brand new personal trainer. I was like, you know, I had those little whispers in my head, you know. You go right back to the club and you can, you can, you can make a stack in a couple of days. You can get out of this situation. I'm like, nope, not happening. Done with that life. That life is not going to take me where I want to go. I made the decision and I stuck by it. So there's power in decision. But it's difficult to make a decision if you don't know what it is that you want. So when I talk to people about what it is that they want, the first thing that comes out of their mouth, well, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want this and, you know, I definitely don't want any more of that. It's not what I ask you. It's great to have the clarity on what you don't want. Without knowing what you don't want, it's difficult to figure out what you do want. So we get so dumbed down by society with these, you know, well, you've been in this tax bracket or you've been in this income bracket or your family has been in this income bracket your whole entire life. So that's where you're supposed to be. That's where you're going to be. So you hear those words 
really early on in life, sometimes, you know, when we're little kids, five, six, seven years old, we're kind of oblivious to the money talk when our parents are talking about it. They try to hide their financial issues and stuff from us when we're super little. Usually the first glimpse when we have an awareness of financial problems or whatever you want to call it that our parents are having, it's generally, you know, junior high school, early high school years, you know, eight, ninth, 10th grade, that nature. And depending on your test scores at school, your teacher could put a lid on your dreams really quick. So think back to when you were in school. Now, I was an A-B student. I, I had really good grades. I didn't have to try very hard. I was very blessed. I'm very thankful for that. Now, what I will tell you, sometimes I think about it, and it was like, you know, Tammy, if you had applied yourself and you had done a little bit more studying, your GPA would have been higher. You, you could have done this, that, and the other. But at the same time, I may not have had the experiences that I had to make me who I am today to be able to do this, which I know is my passion and my purpose. You know, so there's no wrong decisions or wrong choices. Now, could those decisions or choices take you down an avenue that you probably may not would have preferred to go or that you don't like after you got there? Absolutely. We all have those. I got a list. (laughs) But... When you get there and you decide you don't like it, guess what? You can turn the corner and go a different direction. It's a decision. Okay? So let's get back to what it is that you want. Do you know what you want? So, you know, when we talked last week, when I was talking about your pure potential inside you, I gave you eight areas of life to really focus on. You know, and, and we, look, we ranked those from one to ten. You know, one being worse, 10 being best, one being like, oh my God, if shit doesn't change, it, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. To number 10 being like, oh my God, there's no way this can get any better. Okay. Or anything in between. You know, you get to decide what those numbers were. Then when we got done, and, and I told you not to beat yourself over, you, you just have to know where you are. It's like GPS. Okay, GPS, you got to know where you're going when you put it in there. When you turn on your GPS to put in your destination, it didn't ask you where you've been. It didn't even ask you where you're at. Think about that. That is an epiphany. Like, that was such an elementary realization to me. It's like, O-M-G. Your GPS doesn't care where you've been. It don't even care where you're at. Doesn't ask you where you're at. Just asks you where you're going. Asks you for a destination. So God's source, higher power, inner being. He don't care where you've been. He don't even care where you're at. Because where you're at is actually past tense. It's already happened. There's nothing you can do to change this particular moment right now. Because it's already happened. So, we just need to know where you're going. So, in each of those areas, and, I, and I'll list them out again for you real quick, just so that you have them and you don't have to go back to your notes from next week because you may be driving in the car or um, working out at the gym or, you know, all those fun things to level up your life. 
in so emotionally how would you like to be functioning emotionally like i can tell you when i was in the shadows and in the dark places um, my emotions controlled me other people's opinions other people's words other people's actions other people's problems opp they affected everything it was that I did. I was this huge people pleaser because I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be liked. And so I thought I had to do something to make people like me. I thought I had to do something to make people love me. I thought I had to buy your friendship. I thought I had to buy your love. With whatever that looks like. Whether that was buying you drinks at the bar. Whether that was... If uh, I equated for a really long time and didn't have this epiphany until I was in my 40s. That if you had sex with me, you were in love with me. That was love. And that is such an asinine thought to have. Can you imagine how many jacked up relationships that I had? Because of that. But I learned. And now... You, <laughs> that whole realm of my life is so changed and so different. Um, and I'm so thankful. So it was, a, it, it was a turning point. It was a learning point. It was an epiphany. It was an aha. It was a light switch moment. But I had, you know, and it makes perfect sense if you think about it. Because as a child, the only way any adult male or father figure in my life ever showed me love was by making me have sex with them. That was called love. So I was never taught any other way to show love other than through sex. So I had to learn emotionally, mentally, and physically what love was to me. I knew what it wasn't supposed to be anymore and I had to create a new vision for myself of what that looked like. So that's what we're going to do now is we're, we're going to kind of craft a vision in each one of these areas. And, you know, we may not get through all of them today, but we're definitely going to touch on, you know, some of the key points. Um, I would say that emotionally, you take you with you. No matter where it is that you're going, no matter what it is that you're going through, if you don't work on you, everything else around you is not going to be where you want it to be. It can't grow. It can't flourish. It can't be better because you take you with you. Whatever you put out is what you get back. Some people say they don't really believe in the law of attraction, but they believe in karma. Karma is an oversimplified definition of the law of attraction. Okay. So karma point blank says whatever you put out is what you get back. It is 100% equal opportunity employer is what I like to call it. So if you're putting out positive vibes, if you're being uh, positive, you're being good to people, you're giving to people, you're helping people, you're and those things make you feel good. You're going to get 100% back. It's an equal, it's a 100% equal accounting system. 
So whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. Now, if you're putting out being negative, you're being nasty, you're tearing people down, you know what? You're going to get people that come into your life that do the same thing to you. So I always like to start with where do you want to be emotionally? How do you want to feel? Because how you feel is what you're going to attract into your life. So if you're down on the lower end of the registry, as far as emotions go, depression, frustration, anger, hate, uh, guilt, all of those down there, then you can't get from there to bliss. Okay. I, I said that in the last podcast, you can't get, you can't get there from there. So you got to work your way up the emotional scale and, and it takes time. You know what I mean? You can, you can do it each day and it takes focus more so than anything else. It takes focus. If you learn how to meditate, you can kind of navigate that a little bit quicker. I will tell you that when you go to sleep, all momentum, all negative momentum, all positive momentum, all momentum stops. Okay. When you're asleep, you connect back with your inner being, God's source, higher power. He's loving on you. You're loving on him. It's a peaceful sleep. You're where you should be. You're getting filled back up in your sleep. Okay. So if you learn to meditate and you can quiet your mind and set your intentions for what it is that you want, then you can navigate those lower vibration emotions and get up to the higher ones because you stop the negative momentum. Okay. So that's really oversimplified, but um, it's, a, it's a nice start. I, I'll do one whole podcast on meditation, uh, how to start it, how to focus, how to do the beginning steps and start quieting your mind. It's like uh, what I like to call confronting silence. Um, and you can, you can train yourself to do it. Um, you can train yourself to get in an alpha state, which is a higher higher consciousness state for your meditation where you actually have your brain waves actually have more activity and you can manifest things quicker and easier and really kind of control your outcome of your circumstances a little bit better. Um, and there's lots of science behind that and, and how to do it. And like I said, I'll, I'll do a whole podcast on meditation to help us get there. Okay. So one of the other things that people I feel like is really important is financially. Like, where do you want to be financially? Most people focus on their current circumstances and what they don't have so much that they don't have the cognition to think about where it is that they want to be. Or they, they get excited for a moment and they start thinking about it too much. You got about two minutes of dream building in, the, in that financial arena before your logical mind kicks in and says, oh, well, how the hell are you going to do that? So stop. Stick to the two minutes and feel those feelings and keep it moving. When you're setting goals and you're setting that vision, 
You can't just say it because then you're, you're flip-flopping. You get real wishy-washy or you forget about it and it's no longer relevant. But if you write it down, and there's science behind this too, blue pen, white paper, write down what it is that you want, man. So financially, if you're making $50,000 a year, you already know what that looks like. Let's say you ranked your, your financial status a five. Or just make numbers super simple. Making $50,000 a year after taxes, you're, you ranked your financial status a five. So what would that look like at a 10? Do you want to double that? Do you want to triple it? Do you want to quadruple it? Do you want to make $200,000 a year after taxes? What does that look like? Gray, what, did, what kind of house would you be living in? Do you own your own business? What kind of car do you drive? Are your kids old enough to be driving? What, what, what kind of cars are they going to be driving? Are you still doing the same job that you have now? Or do you own your own business? Do you, did you change jobs? You know, what does your dream job look like? What kind of people do you want to work with? You got to have some kind of level of respect for your boss. Some kind of level of admiration some kind of aspiration to be where they are or be who they are or do what they do. Like, what does that look like for you? All right, another big area that I like to say uh, is spiritually. Like, where would you like to be spiritually? You know, I don't do religion. Like I said, I, I, I am a, I do believe in God, source, higher power energy. I use all of those terminologies depending on what I'm doing at that time. If I'm meditating, um, I got inner being in source most of the time. If I'm praying, it's God and Jesus. Um, if I'm talking to people, I ask them, you know, what, what, what's your belief structure look like? You know, so, and, and we just kind of build it around that. But if you don't have a, a deep prayer life, would you like that to be stronger? I would tell you prayer works. Talk to my best friend, Teresa. We prayed her home. We prayed her out of a very turmoil situation when she was living down in Tampa and prayed her home to Minnesota to where her mom lives today or where she lives today. Teresa, if you ever were to talk to her in person and ask her about my prayer life, and how much movement I get during prayer. She will tell you she knows when I'm praying over her and for her. She feels it. My kids will tell you the same thing. I have a very, very dedicated, very, very strong and passionate prayer life. Meditation has been something that I worked on a little bit over the previous years. But I've gotten much, much better at it since I've been here in California. Really focused on it. Focused on the techniques and, and making it better. So those are just a, a few of the areas. You, know, you also have physically what is your health and well-being look like, uh, your professional life, your social life, your family, uh, significant other relationships, and your physical environment. Those are all the areas of your life that, that you really need to set a goal for. But when you look at those areas of your life and you rank them all, like I said, from 1 to 10 last week, if you looked at one of them, which one 
do you think that if you brought it up, say, from a five to a seven, it would naturally bring up the other ones that were lower, higher? Which one would that be? Focus on your vision for that one. So this is like putting an address in the GPS. And I want you to just think about it. I want you to write it down. Okay? Don't worry about the how. Just worry about where, and I don't even like the word worry. Don't think about the how. Just think about what is it that you want. Then I want you to really think about why you want it. Because the why is powerful. The why is probably the most powerful part, more so than the what. The why is powerful because when things get challenging, the why is what keeps you focused. The why is what helps you keep going. The why is when you get knocked down, you get back up. I'm going to tell you in the beginning, my why was my family. My relationship with my family was almost non-existent. My kids weren't talking to me. They were mad at me. I hadn't seen my grandchildren. My brothers weren't talking to me. One of them's in prison, still in prison. Um, I wasn't talking to my mom. My relationship had failed. It's a really hard place to be in. And when I got that glimpse of what could be, the first thing that came to mind is I could get my family back. I could change my relationship with my family. I would be friends with my children again. I would have their love. I would make them proud of me. I would show them that I'm not who I am right now and that I can do this and that I will never be this person again. I wanted to change the legacy that I was going to leave them and leave this world. I didn't know how. I had one step. That first step was to become a personal trainer. I made the decision. I'm at least going to check it out. It sounds great. I love working out. I'm good at it. I already helped two people. And I've got lots of other people that say they want me to help them. My why was my family. Personal training was the vehicle. I got online. Found an online program. That was something I could afford. And I did it. Took me two years. If you read my book, when it comes out at first of the year, Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now. You will see that whole two-year story in there. It was it was definitely challenging. I kept telling myself, you know, when people ask me, yeah, I'm studying, I'm studying. I wasn't always studying. I didn't have a belief structure yet that I could do it. And that's okay. And you may not have the belief structure that you can do it yet. But that's what we're going to work on. That's what we're going to build. I want to cultivate that belief structure. Beliefs are just thought that you keep thinking. Okay? 
You want different beliefs? Think different thoughts. You know, as hard as it is to hear this, you are where you are because of how you think. You are where you are because of how you think. You make the decisions that you make based off your beliefs and your beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. So in order to change your circumstances, situations, and occurrences, you have to make better decisions. And the only way to make better decisions is to think different thoughts and to have different beliefs. You can change your thoughts instantaneously. But it's a decision. And I'm going to use this moment right here to tell you that not making a decision is making a decision. Not making a decision is making a decision. So, what's the address you're putting in your GPS for your future? What if you woke up every day and knew that the universe was on your side and had your back? That you knew you couldn't fail? How would that change your day? How would that change your decisions? How would that change your thoughts? Would you take a chance on a business opportunity if you knew you couldn't fail and the universe had your back? Money were no object? Would you leave that toxic relationship because you knew you couldn't fail once you did? There would be no fear? Would you go back to school? Would you start a business? What does that look like? Like, I love you guys to the moon and back. You have no idea how passionate I get. Or, I don't know, maybe you do. After just three, this is podcast number three, episode number three. Maybe you do understand the passion that I have for what it is that I do. But I know that you could be so much better. You could do so much better. You could have so much more than mediocrity, than being average. Part of the way to get to where it is that you want to go is to be thankful for everything it is that you already have. When I ask people, what are you grateful for? You get the, the common quick things, you know, my family, my job, my house, my car. It's great. We're all thankful for those things. What else are you thankful for? Just dig a little deeper into that gratitude because if you're not thankful and grateful and you don't have any appreciation for what you already have, you can't get to the next level. You can't be blessed with more if you don't, if you're not grateful for what you already got. 
one thing that I did to help change my financial status and level me up was I wrote, I started a gratitude journal. And every day, every night before I went to bed, or sometimes in the morning when I woke up, depending on how I woke up, I would write 10 things that I'm thankful for. And every day, those 10 things had to change. And I already know what you're thinking. Tammy, how am I going to write 10 things different every day? I don't have that many things to be thankful for. Yes, you do. You just haven't thought deep enough. So if you think about the food on the table. So let's, let's just start with food. All right, you get food on the table every day. You got food in the refrigerator. So how did that food get to your table? What about the appliances that you have in your house to cook the food? The electricity to turn the appliances on, or the gas, whichever one you got, or both. The people that put the wires outside your house and connect it to your house so that you'd have that. Or laid the gas pipelines. The trucks that had to carry the pipes, carry the wire, plant the poles. The equipment that they had to use in order to develop it. The inventor that came up with all of these things. What about the farmers? The farmers that put their heart and soul into growing food. The tractors, the gas that goes in the tractors, the tills, the seeds that they plant, the water that it takes in order to make it grow. The harvest time, when they harvest it all up and they box it up, they get it ready for the truck to come pick it up and take it to the grocery store. What about the truck drivers that travel the road? I'd give you a different epiphany right there. Driving up and down the road, truck drivers. I hear people all the time talk about road rage. And they hate the truck drivers being on the road. They're this and they're that, whatever. You know, that truck driver, thank you, because you're carrying my food from the farmer to the grocery store. I appreciate you. I appreciate the time and care that you take to load your truck, to keep it the perfect temperature, to drive as safely as you do from point A to point B, to drop off that food carefully, safely, to the warehouse where it gets distributed into the grocery store. Thank you to all of the workers that work the door at the grocery store that brings in all of those boxes, all of those crates, unpacks it, and stocks the store for me. They stock it all, wash it, clean it, put it out, and it's stocked and it's kept stocked. If they pull the bad stuff out and leave the good stuff in, they mark it down and put it on sale. What about the people that work the cash register so that we can pay for our food? What about the people that invented the, the check card machines where you can put your debit card and your, your credit card in there in order to pay for your food? ATM machines where you can get cash out and pay cash for your food? And now we have the, the iPay and we have the Android Pay. You don't even need to take your, your wallet inside. You can just use that and pay for your stuff. How convenient is that? Thank you, Samsung. I'm a Droid user. Thank you, Apple. My kids are Apple users. They're iPhone. 
look at all of those things to be thankful for that we had nothing to do with. We just get the benefit. We just get the benefit. Thank you. Let's talk about the clothes on your back, the shoes on your feet. You know, all of those things started with a thought. Everything that you have, this, this phone that I have, the new Samsung Note 8, it's awesome. Love it. This was just a thought to somebody. I mean, I've made no bones about it. I'm 51 years old. I remember back in the day where we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> I tell my grandkids all the time, Gigi was alive before there was an internet. Gigi was alive before cell phones and, and tablets. And they look at me like I'm crazy. I tell them Gigi was alive before cable. I was the antenna at my house. I don't know about y'all. We put aluminum foil on the antenna, on those rabbit ears. And we had to have the TV close to the, to the window so you could take the aluminum foil and stick it on the metal for the window so that you get better reception. And if your mom's show was on, don't you dare move if she was getting good reception. You had to stand there for the whole show. VHF, we were the remote controls. There was no remote control. We had to get up and change the TV. Cell phones didn't come out until the 90s. I was married to my second husband when I had a cell phone. Before that, you better have, a, have some change on you so you could use a pay phone. I hope a store would let you use their phone inside. How many of you can rattle off 10 phone numbers that you know by heart? Probably not many because our phones are amazing devices that have all of our phone numbers stored in there. So think about all of those. You know, I'm a girl. I got my flat irons. I got my curling irons. I got my hair dryer. We got our makeup to make us look good. We've got computers and laptops, things to carry them in. We got foam rollers. We've got weights. We've got at-home massagers to work on our necks and our sore muscles. The house I live in doesn't have central air. But I got air conditioning in my room because they have portable air conditioners now. We have a bed, beds that are comfortable when back in the day, all people did was sleep on the ground, sleep on a dirt floor. Think of all the conveniences that we have today to be thankful for. When you break all of that down, man, we are so blessed beyond measure, so blessed beyond measure. And if you can learn to cultivate that appreciation and that gratitude and that thankfulness, you will be blessed hand over fist with all the things it is that you want. Funny sidebar, let's be thankful for deodorant. <laughs> you know, back in the day, back in the in the 1800s or whatever, they didn't have deodorant. Those folks couldn't even take a shower. They'd take it. You know, unless you were, you know, king or queen where you could take a shower once a month. Some of them didn't take showers and baths for months. Can you imagine the smell? Whew. I'm just going to throw that out there. We got running water, guys. We ain't got to go to the well to pick up no water and fill up the bathtub. 
So be thankful. Be grateful. Be appreciative. If it's too hard to write down what it is that you want right now, because you haven't figured that out, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up over that. This is November. Things to be thankful for. We tend to, because Thanksgiving is coming up at the end of, in just a couple of weeks, we tend to focus more on gratitude. We tend to focus more on Thanksgiving, thanking people, giving thanks. So this is my challenge to you. Get you a little notebook, gratitude journal, whatever you want to call it. And every day, write down 10 things that you're thankful for. And every day should be 10 different things. And dig deep. Like, go a little deeper. You're thankful for the food on your table. Who, who brought that food to you? You know, thank, send it out into the universe and thank all of those people that got that food to your table. Your car, thank the auto dealer, thank the inventor that came up with the idea for all of these added benefits that we have on our car. I appreciate you guys so much. And I know that with the pure, pure potential, that you have inside you, choosing to be happy, learning to cultivate a circle of influence and a circle of friends that will be the wind beneath your wings and help you stay focused on the goals and dreams that you have in front of you, you can and will do amazing things. But you have to decide that you want to. You have to decide what it is that you want and where it is that you're going. And remember that not making a decision is making a decision. You guys are awesome. You are the bomb.com. And I love you more than words can say. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. A uh, little housekeeping. Uh, again, this is Anchor FM uh, Life Awakening. I am your host. Host is Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Uh, this is Monday, Veterans Day, November 12th. Um, the observation day for first Monday uh, after November 11th is. Uh, so it's a uh, thank you again, guys. I really, really appreciate you. You have no idea. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more. Cod da, 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 da. Let me try this again. I'm not even going to edit that out of here. <laughs> I want you guys to know that I don't have it all figured out. I uh, am not perfect at this. I am still learning and I'm growing. Uh, if you guys love this podcast, please hit the share button. Share it with your friends and family. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on all the major podcasts, Stitcher, um, Cast, Castbox. Um, I don't even know all of them right off the top of my head, and that's sad. <laughs> I'll get better at that. But um, I'm, I'm going to do a couple more podcasts this week and get them out there to you guys. Uh, I want to do it. My goal 
is to do minimum one a week, but I would like to do two a week. I, I see that being totally possible. I think I can make that happen. Um, and just because I love doing it, man, I'm sitting here pacing back and forth in my room. So if you hear some outdoor noise, it's because I, there's people doing construction next door, cars driving by. But, you know, I, I, I'm not a professional podcaster working on that. Uh, I, I just want to be as real and authentic with you guys as I can. And I hope that you appreciate that from me. So you hope you guys have an amazing, amazing evening and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks again. Bye-bye.